to Chad and Derek Talk Politics, mostly. The podcast where we cover politics at all levels and throw in talks about culture and events in our area. All right, we're back for another episode of Chad and Derek Talk Politics, mostly. I don't know how many uh, minutes we're going to spend talking about politics today, though, but we might spend a little bit talking about some food. Where'd you say you went? <clears throat> Excuse me. To Ted's. Ted's. What kind of food? What kind of place is Ted's? It is Mexican food. Really? I don't I believe you, I've ever heard of it. You're missing out. Really? Is it worth I the give, drive? Yeah, it's worth the hour drive. Wow. So, well, I guess two hours if you drive back. But Is it, is it better than uh, Carlitos and uh, Electra? It's a different... It's different. All so right. what I mean by that, so like when you sit down, they immediately bring you all the chips you want, all the hot sauce you want. They have I'm there. different types of hot sauce. They have atomic hot sauce. They have their regular house. They have some other stuff. They'll bring you peppers and all sorts of junk if you want to eat it. They bring you cheese sauce. You can get all the free tortillas you want to eat. I mean, really, I'm kind of full before I even get to the meal. So I just need to go up there and order like a, a single taco or something. Sure. Man, will they bring you a pitcher of hot sauce? Uh, they keep them full. So you have the bowls you know, like what you always get, but instead of the pitcher like we like to get at our favorite place in Bourbon, mm-hmm. the, uh, they just constantly bring them to you. Nobody's so you don't need a pitcher because they'll actually refill it. That's right. There's nothing wrong with that. That's all right. That's right. But then, uh, you know, one th- other thing I like about it, I don't eat beans which you know that, yeah. Um, but they have different sides. So I get like their uh, corn con crema, which is a uh, queso type corn with corn and jalapenos and, and cheese as a side. And then they have, um, they have mashed potatoes with, with jalapenos and cheese, which I get as my other side. I'm going to have to find a towel. I'm drooling. A little Are you bit. drooling? Yeah, just a little. But yeah, good stuff. So uh, if you want to take an hour trip somewhere. To Ted's. The Ted's. The Mexican food joint in Lawton, Oklahoma. I don't know why it's called Ted. I guess some guy named Ted started it. <clears throat> Maybe T-E-D is a, an abbreviation for something. Like the Excellent Diner. I'll look up their website while we're talking. I'll, I'll find out. Well, I was looking to see what's coming up. You know, this... Uh, Next weekend in Wichita Falls is going to be uh, the 8th and, and 9th. The Saturday's the 8th. And I was looking to see what's going on, and there's a couple cool things going on. Have you ever been, have you actually been to like a, a play, like a Broadway musical type play? I have. We've got uh, Peter Pan is mm. going on at the Wichita Theater this weekend. Um, if you're looking for something to do. I've been to a few, I, probably not as many as I should have been. But I've been to a few of the productions down there, and uh, they're generally pretty good. I'll tell you, the first time I went uh, to a Wichita theater play, I was a little bit surprised at how well done it was. Because I tend, growing up here, I tend to think of Wichita Falls as kind of being a little bit podunk. And and maybe we're not as podunk as I think we are. <laughs> now, I have been to quite a few. My, my daughter likes to go to all their little plays that they have done there. Well, what do you think about them? 
Have you found they're they're pretty well put together? Yeah, they're good. I mean, they're yeah. not they're not Dallas Fair Park quality, but well, no, they don't they have. Also don't have actors that are getting paid tons of money to go up there and do that either. And it's all, or at least most of them, are local local people who are acting in those plays. Yeah, we've so got to. There's also hockey Friday and Saturday. It looks like this weekend. If you're a hockey fan, you can go oh, out and watch wow. some hockey. Yeah, looks, we, we just go for the fights. I mean, I just really. Well, you have to be very patient because you know you'll only see one, maybe two uh, of those. And, but that's uh, good. That's good. We got hockey again. Yes. Yeah. You know, the only thing I was. The, do they have the pre skate or any of that stuff? Because I don't. I don't. I don't want to I, take the kids down to go skating on the weekends that they played hockey because because you could go ice skate afterwards or beforehand. Right. Yeah, uh, you know they've they've done that with every team we've had here. This particular announcement doesn't say whether or not we have uh, they're going to be doing that though. The only thing I was, you know, when we first had the Wichita Falls Wildcats, I went crazy and bought a lot of uh, gear, and then they changed their name, and I was like, this gear is no good anymore. <laughs> There's uh, if you're a nature person, you can do the bird walk at uh, Lake Arrowhead State Park. Mm. On, on Saturday morning from 8 to 9.30 a.m., they're going to have somebody out there that's I don't a, like birds. a master naturalist. You don't like birds at all? I don't like birds at all. I, I, I have a fear of birds. A fear? Yeah. You you and my oldest daughter. My oldest daughter isn't really a big bird fan. A, good. Well, she's a big bird fan, or she was, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and also, if if uh, Broadway musicals aren't exactly your style, there is the Wichita Falls Ballet is having a presentation of Cinderella at 1 p.m. on Saturday at the Memorial Auditorium. Not that I have anything against ballet. It's just not my style. I, yeah, I don't really blame you. Um, and I'll go ahead and put the symphony because I know a lot of people like the symphony. I'm not a big symphony fan either. Okay, I'm not going to hear you on that. I heard you on the ballet, but uh, I've been to a couple of the symphonies, and they're they're well done. And but but I love music of all sorts, so that's you know I was thinking about I was thinking about concerts this weekend, and I was thinking about Kenny Chesney. He came here and played at Memorial Auditorium, like right before he got real popular. And I went to that concert, and I thought, you ain't really good. Like I haven't had any country and western or rock artists recently come here and probably a lot of that's covid but it's been a little while yeah well you know the people in the symphony probably wouldn't be real happy to hear that uh the two concerts i've been to at uh memorial auditorium were the symphony and bocephus and i really enjoyed them both a whole lot (laughs) (laughs) so strings i I get stuff in the mail all the time from the symphony yeah Send me flyers wanting to, uh, I guess, get a ticket or join or do something. Well, apparently, if you'll go to one, they'll quit sending you that. Because really? I, I don't get that stuff. Yeah. That's a good marketing technique. I like that. That's right. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Have you been uh, paying attention to uh, food-related news? <laughs> if- you know, I... Of course, dealing with the housing stuff, there's a lot of shortages. And so I keep seeing all these articles about everything that we're having shortages on. And I'm going, eh, I'm just going to stop reading them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what are we having shortages on today? Well, 
Well, this came out just uh, two pineapple. days ago. Are we okay with pineapple? I think we're okay with pineapple. As a matter of fact, I'm excellent with pineapple. We got a grocery pickup order the other the other day that they messed up, and it had a whole pineapple in it that we didn't order. Sweet. So it's like a bonus pineapple if there's such a thing. Uh, MSN today, uh, two days ago, tough cluck. America's facing a chicken shortage. <laughs> yeah, uh, chicken shortage is taking place across the country, fueled by a chicken sandwich craze at fast food chains such as KFC and Bojangles. What? Yeah, so that's it's a very short article, but I got a crack. I kind of cracked up a little bit when I read it that we're facing, we're actually facing a chicken uh, shortage due chicken to shortage. chicken sandwiches. Now, weren't all the uh, liberal? Um conservationists wanting us to stop eating chickens because they were raised in inhumane chicken barns and mass-produced kind of well probably it you know some of the some of those mass production those uh commercial chicken ranching is it chicken ranching chicken farming i don't know some of the uh commercial chicken producers uh man those conditions are pretty uh yeah. They're pretty bad, but I I didn't know we were actually facing it. I've just never even heard of a chicken shortage. I, know. So, I mean, my neighbors got like two or three. In fact, all my neighbors I think have chickens. I'm the only one without chickens. Hmm. Very interesting. Maybe they've been paying a little bit better attention. No, I think they just want to be like pretend country people. They're out there on the mini ranch. That's right. I have their mini chickens that give them you know, their three eggs a day. Mini, mini ranches are, are are pretty popular, man. I know. I know. You know, I I know quite a few people over the last I don't know decade or so that have gotten like a little bit of land, one cow, a few chickens, and they now grow you know carrots or something. That's so, right. That's a there was a bill when I was down in Austin a couple weeks ago where they were trying to push to where everybody could have. Like one cow, one chicken, but they didn't stipulate how much land had to go with it. And right. so the drawback was if I was in the apartment, technically I would be abiding by the law if I only had one cow, one horse, one chicken in my apartment. <laughs> so it was a good uh, a good law that somebody didn't think through very well. well that's, that's pretty foul. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's... I mean, I, I kind of sometimes wish I could have chickens living here in town. Yeah. Just a couple, because, you know, like have a, I could be on a micro ranch, but. I'm telling you, I, long story, I'm not going to go into it, but I used to have to go get eggs for, for a chicken. And, and again, don't like birds. So I finally right. trained the chickens to leave their nesting area so I could go in and get the eggs. Chickens are smart. You can train chickens. You can train chickens. Wow. And that didn't change your opinion on them? No, it didn't. I mean, they drink water with their own feces in the water floating around. So, I, you know, I'm going, eh. Cows do, too. Yeah, and we eat those, too. They're not at the top of the food chain for a reason, Derek. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Hey, uh, you you know what two days from now is, right? You a Star Wars fan? Oh, is there another something coming out? 
Uh, I haven't even finished The Mandalorian yet. You're not a Star Wars. Today is May the 2nd. Okay. So two more days is May the 4th. Uh, as in, be with you. Thank as in, you. may the fourth be with, yeah, <laughs> be yeah, with yeah. you. Yeah, that's a stupid joke, but I was uh, sitting there going Cinco de Mayo. No, that's 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 on the fifth. Right. No, that's just a that's a nerd joke. Except for the really early people who may celebrate it on the fourth. Right. Right. Or the first or second, even. Yeah. So there was that thing I was telling you about, and I still haven't found it. But there was a Cinco. Celebration of some sorts today or yesterday downtown. I have never heard of Cinco de Uno. Or would have that. <laughs> it would be KZ. Uno de Mayo, um, I guess. I mean, I saw it. There you go. Loco for Cinco Festival back in downtown Wichita Falls. Crazy for five. Okay. With the second annual Loco for Cinco event to help local Hispanic businesses and donating to a great cause. Hmm. Let's see here. A lot of it went to support the Mexican American Veterans Association. That sounds like a good cause. Yeah. I really wish I would have would have uh, known about it. I would have gone down there. Because they kept showing the food, and since we've been talking about food, there was a lot of stuff I saw that I went, wow, I wish I could go eat that. Man, I'll I'll say this about Wichita Falls downtown. When when there's something going on down there and it involves food, you're not... Well, if you're a very health-conscious vegan, you might be disappointed. But other than that, I don't think you're going to be disappointed when you go down there, because there's always some just absolutely amazing food down there when they have when they have events yeah it looked like it was good they had all sorts of vendors food vendors other vendors i really wish i'd known about it i would have gone so. well people do know about iron horse uh, club having some something that's gonna affect you uh, you want to talk a little bit about politics about what uh-oh I may wow, have. You're like going really slow. I think we just had a. Uh, we just had some lag between us or something because you said something that may affect me was politics, maybe. And he's not there at all. Okay. Let me. That's weird. Are you back? Oh, I'm back. You're back, and I'm back. You're back. You just, uh, yeah. you said yeah, something you about, hard. I heard you say something that might affect me, and then you kind of got, and then you came back. Yeah, so, but it's kind of, kind of politicky, kind of politicky, but, um, the school bond passed, so I guess everybody's going to get an increase in school taxes. Oh, that's awesome. That live in Wichita Falls. That's awesome, given that, you know, in the past three. I understand three, it's like 20 bucks. So, 20 bucks per 100,000 evaluation, I think, is what they were saying. Well, but don't worry, because your county government is also about to raise taxes, another 20. Well, you know, the, county, so. the county's got some, they've got some tricksy ways about them. 
you know, they can actually lower the tax rate and still take in more money based on the appraised values. And my particular home inside the city limits of Wichita Falls since 2018 has gone up 52%. And oh, I got you beat. And it's tax appraised value. But I'm kind of like, you know, if y'all would come in my house and walk around and look for a minute, you're not going to go, oh, you've done, you've improved this house by 52%. And do you think the market, just the market alone on a given like a stagnant house that's not either improving or deteriorating has, would support 52% increase? I don't know. I mean, it, the market's kind it's of better right now. So. It, it's a seller. Yeah, it's definitely right better. Now. You're going to get more than you would have a year ago. But at the same, you're right. At the same time, if you just said, "Hey, here's my house. Come in and look at it," and yeah. you put that price on it, I bet you're not going to get it. I, I just now, you know, if you put you painted everything, and if you put new carpet in, and if you put you know new tile and new fixtures and Reface cabinets, all sorts of things like that. Then yeah, maybe you'll get it. But well, but the I problem guess. is, is yeah, they're they're basing that stuff. That's that's what's funny with my house too, because I built my house in 2016, and we haven't done anything to it since 2016. But well, why would you? I, I mean, mean it's I had a, four years old, five years old. Well, well, apparently it's it's appreciating faster than every any other investment I own. You know, I I have never. Uh, appealed evaluation on my home and I might have to do that this year because you know I'm cognizant of the fact that government they have to tax us to, to get money to do the things that they don't make a product that they can sell um, right and and we all agree that we you know we don't want anarchy but I've never I've never protested it or appealed it because I've always just kind of thought yeah, it's a little a little increase and they they have to have money to do what they want but when i was looking you know i think this year's value went up like 18 percent, and i'm just like there's a there's a limit at some point in time where you have to go i i can't pay anymore and i'm well, not there I, but i'm interested in seeing what happens with mine and here's why i bring that up mine they increased my appraisal so much that it hit the 10% cap. Really? So they can only tax me what what the 10% cap is. So I'm assuming next year they're going to increase the appraisal some more and add that extra that they couldn't tax me on this year. So I'll get taxed another 10% next year. I'm sure. <laughs> but see, you know, what the, what the county can do that's kind of interesting is your appraised value can go up and then they mm -hmm. can actually drop your tax rate just a little bit and they can tell you we've dropped our tax rate but in the end countywide they still take in more money because they're dropping right. their tax rate on a drastically increased values right yeah and and that's what they were talking about when i saw that on the news the other day um other I, than the fact they said they weren't going to be able to bring in they were worried they weren't going to bring in enough money because of, of the pandemic. And I thought, no way, you've got all these new tax appraiser, appraisals on these houses. Right. Well, And they were talking about they were going to leave the rate the same. Ooh. So if you leave the tax rate the same. Holy smokes. And wow. do that, then 
then yeah, you're supposed to. You should be bringing in plenty of money. If they're leaving the, if they're leaving so, the actual tax rate the same on, because everybody I've seen is griping about their appraised value just going through the roof. If they're leaving the tax rate the same, then their revenue should drastically increase. But they were on the news saying they, they might not have enough money to keep running stuff. So they're going to have to increase the tax rate. Well, I'll tell you this when, when, uh, I guess which, I spent about, again, I need to get, I need to get the books. I need to look at the, the budgets. I th- I'm going to work on that. We'll have a whole, we'll have a whole, um, episode on county budget budgets. That that would be awesome. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing about county budgets is I guess for eight years, I went and was heavily involved in budgeting for the sheriff's office, and I personally there was a presentation made at the start of that process every year, and uh, it's it was made by the auditor, and I just always referred to it as the doom and gloom uh, presentation. Because every single year it was, oh my gosh, we're going to run out of money. Y'all have to control spending. You have to get more taxes. And uh, strangely enough, it never happened. Now they have a new auditor and and rumors that I hear uh, indicate that this auditor is uh, doing, is probably, well, I'll just put it this way. Um, I've talked to several people and they're very pleased so good i would and i'll tell you this i'd never want an auditor's job (laughs) that job would be terrible to have yeah i wouldn't want that i mean there's a lot of requirements on them and you know one of their jobs is to make sure that all the all the money that's spent is spent in accordance with the law and sometimes newly elected officials go oh i'm gonna do this and they do it and then you're like, mm, yeah, you really weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> yep. Well, we'll plan. We'll have to plan a budget episode. They're actually uh, they're going through the budget process right now, I believe. And I know I, I I briefly looked on the county website and I didn't see any kind of proposed budgets or anything on the site. No, no, that'll still be. You probably still got a couple months before it comes out because. The way they used to do it is you would have budget work sessions and there's a there's a time when you don't want to sit on the commissioner's court because they'll go three or four weeks where they're from eight to five. They're sitting in there talking with elected officials about what do you need for your budget next year? And it's just, man, it is draining. Um, uh. well, Probably harder than it needs to be. I think we've talked about that. that sounds so. like they're getting stuff done. That's good. Yeah, but uh, sometimes I think it's probably made harder than maybe it needs to be. But, uh, but you know, you spend about a month doing that, and then what they'll do is they'll take that back and, and kind of look at it and see what everybody's requesting, what everybody says they have to have, where the tax dollars are going to fall in line, and then the, the budget will come out later. But it's always an interesting oh, yeah. process. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I would say something about, you know, getting It'll be interesting this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And one thing I would say is all of those work sessions are recorded. 
and all of those work sessions are public record. And if people listening <laughs> want to listen to them, I'm just going to say that there were many times when I sat in there and I heard stuff said that I was like, you've got to be an idiot to say that on a recorded <laughs> meeting. Um, doesn't mean it happens this year. Doesn't mean I, I haven't been involved in any of them this year or the last three years, but I will say that at times I heard things. I was like, are you kidding me? That guy just said that. I remember hearing a commissioner <clears throat> one time talk about the fact that sometimes you just need to blow smoke up the voters' skirts. All right. That's a commissioner that is not there, hasn't been there for a long time, but I was just like, wow, you can't. You can't do that stuff if people would pay attention. Yep. Hey, we talked about food a minute ago. Yeah, let's get back to the good stuff, the food and the events and all that. What, what else we got going on this week? Well, I don't know what else we've got going on uh, this week. Cinco de Mayo is the 5th, so there's got to be something going on Wednesday. Sure. But even if there's not, I, I'm voting that we just go eat Mexican food Wednesday. I, I think we might have to do that, and okay, and we'll have to demand a pitcher. Perfect. And we'll need to eat some beef, because uh, I'm going to eat beef in protest against this. Uh, have you ever heard of Epicurious? <laughs> what? Have you heard of Epicurious? The it's a food magazine. I've never heard of that. Oh yeah. I mean, and I don't I, go. I don't go and and try and look at look for food magazines. No, they've been they've been around for a long time. And uh, they have an article on their website now called The Planet on the Plate, Why Epicurious Left Beef Behind. Let's go back to this. So there's a whole magazine dedicated to food. Oh, yeah, there's probably multiples to magazines, to be honest. Who buys these? (laughs) I I might have back in the day day of paper. I mean... I mean, what what's in it? Like, like is it recipes, or are they just like showing? Sometimes, you or it might just be. Uh, it might hi- they might highlight uh, a chef or a restaurant, and you know mm-hmm. some of their some of their foods that they serve there. But if you're an Epicurious uh, subscriber or reader, you won't be seeing anything about beef because they feel it's too damaging to the environment. So they're not gonna. They are not going to have beef in any of their stuff anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I'll probably... I haven't looked at their stuff for years anyway, but I'm like, yeah, what a bunch of garbage. Now, weren't you and I having the debate on the um, the baby cows? Baby cows? Somebody was debating with me about veal. Oh, well, I don't know if it was a debate, but I told you I probably wouldn't eat it just because... For me personally, I think it's a little cold-blooded, but... <laughs> But it is the most tender meat. I have heard that. I've never had it. And, oh, it is great. And if you'll recall, I didn't say, I don't think you should eat it. I just said. That's correct. You, you didn't. You did not tell me I couldn't eat veal. Because you know, I do like veal. That's a that's one of those freedom things. That's right. I I, I think it's a little cold-blooded, so I'm going to stay away from it. But, hey, if you like And isn't it actually kind of white? Veal? Yeah. Uh, I usually eat mine breaded with a nice um, a nice sauce on top. So 
I think I've, the pictures I've seen of it, it, it always looks like pork because it's it's not like a red meat. It's like a, it looks like veal the third white meat or something. The third white. That's yeah. right. It is. It's the third white meat. No, no, I might eat some lamb. But but wait a minute. We were just talking about chickens. I mean. Well, and we were talking about chicken farms or I commercial. Mean, we eat eggs all day long. Eggs are just baby chickens. No, they're not baby chickens. They're <laughs> potential baby chickens, but they're not baby chickens. That is true. They are potential baby chickens. <clears throat> oh, Mark just Max. Just like Veal is a potential cow. Who will never no, I think, I think, I think Veal's actually a, a cow. Well, it is. <laughs> it's not, it's not, not a cow egg. Cow yet, <laughs> he or she's not an adult cow yet. Well, that's true. You know... This this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I made a comment to somebody the other day about my... I have a phone that my employer provides. Mm-hmm. I made a comment the other day about just daily, it gets garbage text messages, just spam. just. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who had this stupid phone number before I did? Because it's just horrible. And then I said, I don't ever get those on my personal phone. And I've had one every single day. <laughs> I've had one every single day yeah. since I said that on my personal phone. And I'm like, come oh, on, Google. There you go. They were they were listening, and they were like, oh, he, he thinks he's immune to spam. And it might even be the Chinese. They might be listening to you and going, oh, we'll show him. You know, you may well be right. I, and I and some not, of their stuff I may look at. I mean, if like uh, Samsung sent me, you know. Well, no, this Damn, was. Uh, going, oh wow, I need to look at some Samsung stuff. That was one I just got from Mark Max four seven one. I'm probably not going to click on his link. He wouldn't wouldn't offer you a million dollars because you're the long lost heir to a Nubian prince. No, that well, he may have been, but it was one of those links that's like uh, just random characters. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, probably. You just enjoy that yourself, Mark, because okay. Derek Max doesn't need any of that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, well, not speaking of. So let's go back to this food magazine. I, I want to. Yes, Epicure. <laughs> well, they're just. I don't know what else to say because I read a little bit of the article and they just think that uh, beef production contributes too much to greenhouse gas, and so they're not going to highlight it anymore, and they're not going to have any of it. They're being kind enough to leave their existing uh, recipes involving beef on their website, mm-hmm. but no more. Yeah. Now, there was a, I almost want to say it was a political commentary article I was reading this week where somebody was arguing the fact that cows, while they do produce greenhouse gases, have some very, very beneficial. Um, results to the land that's being yeah they're being provided on for example they use the restroom and that ends up turning into fertilizer for the ground to grow the crops that the farmer grows on that same bit of land i i saw an article this weekend and if i'd have known we were gonna uh talk about this i would have kept it pulled up uh, where and it may have been I don't know if you said you talked to somebody or you saw it but this, I saw an article somewhere. This guy did a comparison between he bought some land that was kind of rubbish and he put cattle on half of it 
and didn't put cattle on the other part of it. And the part that has cattle on it, the spots that had been barren low spots are now fertile and they have vegetation growing there. Whereas the other spot, the other part of the land that he didn't put any cattle on, there's nothing growing there. It's still barren land. And so that sounds like it might be the, may have been the same article or the same kind of thinking, but yeah, they, they walk around and fertilize fertilized land. And I guess if you've got, you know, yep. 800, 1500 pounds of bovine walking on you and, and you're some hard soil, it's probably going to dig it up a little bit and soften the, soften the topsoil anyway. Yeah, they can, they can, um, well, and they can keep down, you know, one, one good thing cows are good for is they eat a lot of grass during the day. Yep. So it's like you have your own lawnmower on acreage. Yeah. I mean, they can clear acres upon acres a day. And that's, that's all potential, uh, fire fuel too, that they're taking down. Yeah, or I'm going to have to go mow it, one of the two. So they're actually uh, fire safety That's animals. Right. That's right. So yeah. apparently... apparently you know, my biggest thing with cows, I used to love, I used to go to Houston quite a bit. I loved going down there because they did a, you know how we have the horses in which stuff falls? Yeah. They had cows. <clears throat> in Houston? In Houston. And my favorite was one called Utter, Utter Construction. It was it's a cow funny. with work boots on, and then it had a little safety light on its back, and it had a hard <laughs> hat on. That's funny. It's good stuff. So, yeah, uh, Epicurious opposes cows. They oppose uh, fire protection and all in mm -hmm. the name of environmentalism. Well, I'm just not going to read them. Well, I think you hadn't heard of them before today, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they lost a potential customer today, them. didn't they? <laughs> I'll tell, hey, speaking of uh, people taking uh, issues to the Fruit Loop level, I saw a thing, Illinois House Bill 4066. And this is a House bill that was introduced in Illinois, obviously, in their legislature. Um, let me see if I can find the general... And then, wow, they don't name their, you know, in Texas, they're like an act that can be cited as, and mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have that. But here's here's what this bill is. <laughs> it's a bill about uh, their peace officer, their police academies up there. And um, let's see here. What they're going to add is section 7.1. They're going to add the Critical Race Theory Academy. Mm. And this, this bill, and, and I, I did save this, and I did leave it open, and I'll leave a link to it. This bill is actually uh, proposing requiring that uh, peace officers in Illinois be indoctrinated into critical race theory before they be, be allowed to become a peace officer. And I just read that, and I thought, you know, this is, I just thought that was ridiculous that they would they would implement that stuff because I don't want to, I don't want to talk about critical race theory too much. I know we have a little bit on it before, but uh, 
that whole mindset and that whole worldview is, in my opinion, is just pretty delusional when you get right down to it and you try to uh, try to hold their feet. Somebody that subscribes to that worldview, if you try to hold their feet to the fire, uh, you're going to get attacked instead of getting a response to what you're asking about. And I just thought, man, that is that's just utterly ridiculous that, that this country has gotten to that point that we're we've got states that are trying to introduce that as a requirement to be a peace officer. Uh, yep. We talked a little bit about lumber prices last week, didn't we? Oh yeah, I hit new highs since we last talked. I hear uh I hear that really people that are, you know, that are home builders are kind of just uh maybe making some of that up a little bit and uh <laughs> they're not actually being <laughs> they're not actually not being accurate. <laughs> What was that? I know you sent me an article. Uh, what was that? The Lumber Association? Let yeah, me see. So, I so, and I'll tell you, I'm a member of the National Home Builders Association. I'm also a member of the Texas Association of Builders. Full disclosure uh, there, folks. There you go. But, but for, yeah, for NAHB, they, they sent out a thing and, and the Lumber Association sent one back saying, well, lumber really only costs about 4% of your house. And then our economist, the economist that's that's in in Washington for NAHB came back and said, well, that's not quite right. And and he's right. It's, it's not. I mean, you have a lot of wood in a house besides just the lumber that you use for framing. Right. It, and wouldn't, when I read that article, I kind of thought that's like a rubber tree farmer trying to talk about how much uh, rubber is actually in a, you know, what's the percentage of a car that is actually rubber. And I'm like, they don't have any idea. They're down there. They'd be driving their tap in a tree. These guys are cutting down, uh, trees and getting them into you know nice two by fours, two by sixes. They don't they don't build houses. Yeah. But but that was an excellent point. Yeah, the cabinets and all that. And that, I got to say that response was really well written. That article that you sent me was really well written. And uh, well, I'll thought, tell you that Robert Deeds, he's a rock star. I mean, and and I I like economic economics, and I like you know numbers when you start looking at stuff like that and yeah. he's the guy that i mean he can tell you all uh, he he's on it he knows his stuff well but yeah so so there was a big big i guess uh friendly debate between the lumber association and the home builders association re- relating to the cost of lumber the, the problem is 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 some things aren't as bad as they are i, I can tell you from my experience so friday i was at the uh, lumber yard and we are about to have a slab poured, and then in about four weeks we'll start framing on it. Um, they're they're going through the prices that I had last time it went high. I got got it rebid, and so they're doing another bid for me. But one thing they did tell me was, you know, the lumber producers and the lumber yards use different different lumber producers for different parts. Um, used to you could get it as a package and just buy it from one one lumber provider but my salesman was telling me that he goes i'm gonna split this up i'm gonna have to get this stuff from this producer i'm gonna have to get this stuff from this producer and i'm gonna have to try to get this stuff from that producer right. so so from the standpoint of trying to get lumber yeah there there's definitely a shortage no matter how small it is there's definitely a shortage right now um the other thing is, is the costs are so high. So, you know, 
OSB is still, you know, close to $50 a sheet. That's ridiculous. Now, last year I could buy it for $6 a sheet. So, right. So you're it's... going, wow. <laughs> and, so and I know it's... Is that. And, the, and the thing is, is the builders aren't making any money off of that. So what's happening is that's just increasing the cost of a, a newly built <clears> home. So for right. production builders, and we do do some some production houses or spec houses um i mean you gotta sell them for what you put in them so so if the price does increase which it has increased some but if that price doesn't increase to cover that that extra cost in lumber you're basically losing money on the house or you can sit on it and wait for things to settle down i mean there's a lot of different options what a lot of production builders have done or some of them have done is they start pouring the slabs and they're just waiting to frame them they're going to hold off until wood comes down Wow. Now, the other thing though is you got you got opposing market forces too, where everybody's wanting to buy a house right now because of low mortgage rates, and they've been cooped up, and they've realized that their house doesn't really work for them. Right. Oh yeah. And so they're going, yeah, we need a new house with with uh, extra office and an extra bedroom and some more more acreage to go with it. So we have our own little little post COVID paradise. I was reading uh, this week that it may be a while before those pressures let up and and wood comes down. So yeah, I was very optimistic and hopeful when I heard um, from some of the the lumber providers who were at our meetings in Austin when they said they figured third quarter things would start to ease. Well, then right after that, you saw where interest rates drop back down, which. Mm-hmm it didn't help the home buying because of the limited inventory, but it didn't hurt it either. So there's still people wanting to buy. They just can't buy because they can't find anything. Right. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be longer than that. I think, I think the the thing I was reading said uh, late 20, late next year before uh, you really see price. I mean, you may see some let up before then, but what I was reading was that it's going to be late like fall of 2022 before you see prices coming back to what, you know, even in the general range of what they may have been a year ago. Well, and I don't see them coming down there anytime soon. I mean, really what we want is just to have them stabilize. It's easier to build a house when you know what the lumber is going to cost ahead of time. And so as long as they stabilize, it doesn't matter where they stabilize. You just need to make sure that you know, it's like anything else. You got to cover your cost, but as long as you know what that cost is going to be, you can deal with it a little better. Right. And, and yeah. I'm no home builder and I don't, other than just like what's in the news articles, I don't pay too much attention to that, but yeah, I can, I can see if you're going to price a home that takes what, six to eight months to build. And, and when do you start the framing three to six months into it after you, you know, uh, it's usually sooner than that quickly you get, it, it depends where, but yeah, let's say anywhere from a month to to three months in. Okay, so 30 to 90 days. Is that 30 to 90 days after you've put your prices together? Or is that, that going to end up being 60 to 120 days well, so, because you got so, to do the contract so, and all that right, stuff? Right, so that's how that process works. Now, if you're doing a spec, you already know what's going in it, and you can get your prices pretty, pretty easily, and you, you can get it going pretty quickly. Now, if you're doing a custom, you're meeting with customers on what they want. Y'all are finalizing details, getting drawings done, all that. And then once everything's finalized, then you're 
you're getting your takeoffs on those on what all it's going to take to build it. And once you have those, you have to send them out. It takes, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks for vendors to come back with all the bids. Yep. Those come back. Well, if, if customers building a custom home, they're probably going through a bank. And if they're doing that, then all that goes to the bank and the bank can take a month or so to, yep. to approve the loan. And they're going to look at it. They're going to have appraisers look at it. You know, they're going to have a lot of legwork they're going to do, which takes about a month. And then you finally have a time to close on a loan, which could take, you know, could take a week, could take four weeks to close on a loan. So you add that to it too. That's all before you even start, you know, that's before you even break ground. So you have some time between when you price or when you get your bids for what it's going to cost from the, from the guys that are going to be doing it. And between the time the stuff is actually that particular work actually starts. Right. Yeah. And especially for a custom, I mean, uh, spec home, you know, it's a little bit shorter, but yeah, for a custom home, you're, you're in that, that custom home before you even put a shovel down, you can be in there as much as six months or more just and, working with the customer on what exactly they want changes. They want, you know, different things they want. And then once you finalize right. all that, then you got to go through the steps of, all right, here's the cost of all this stuff. All right, here's the bank that has to go through and do all this stuff. Oh, then we got to schedule closing and close on all that. So yeah, yeah it could take, it could take months before you can get to the point yeah. where you're, you're digging up dirt. And that art, that article you sent me said that, uh, and it didn't give a time frame. I'm guessing it's probably last 12 to 18 months, but the, the average increase uh, in lumber costs for building a new home have gone up thirty six thousand dollars. Yep, and that's, that's for an average home. So an average that's, home that's back, ridiculous. Is it, what's that two thousand eighteen hundred square foot home for an average yeah, home? They usually go by a price, and a, the medium home price was around two seventy five. It's gone wow. up with that, and just regular. You know, yearly it kind of goes up a little bit. So I think they have the medium home price right now at like three fifteen somewhere around there. Wow. Right now, so. Well, if you ha it sounds like if you have to have a new, if you're like I gotta have, a, I've got to have a new home. It's it's better to do it sooner rather than later. But if you're like, well, I'd like know. to I mean, have a new home. Then maybe if you don't need one, maybe you should just go ahead and hold off for a little bit. Well, interestingly, and I'm probably not the, you know, people, people ask me that. I've told quite a few people, I'm like, I wouldn't build a new home right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if you're like, if you're in some kind of situation where you just, you're like, man, we got to, we got to get a new home, then you should probably jump now because over the next 12 months, it's not going to get any better. But hey, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Well, from what I'm, from what I've seen, what 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 it's they're probably, estimating is it won't yeah but but if you're like uh this house that we're in is uncomfortable or it's just a little cramped and but we can make it work for a little while then you probably need to make it work for a little while and yeah. and wait till fall of next year and, and see how things are but if if you're like i'm gonna wait another six months mm, sounds like maybe you should just go ahead and jump but i I don't know. That's just what it sounds like to me as a layman. And and that's the thing. I mean, things fluctuate all the time. So yeah, we've been hoping that things are going to start their downward trend as far as cost, and and they're just not right now. Did you? But, uh, oh, but that may happen next week. May happen next month. So even though lumber is in demand, 
its cost could fluctuate and you know maybe they yeah. maybe they open up another plant and i think in that article they talked about some plants they were going to open and whatnot but maybe yeah i mean it's going to take time to unravel those constraints that are maybe causing they could, issues right now maybe they could send some semis up to that uh train yard that i sent you that video of did you see did oh, you yeah. get a chance to watch that yeah, I did, but you know what? That's our, really our not that Lowe's, Our local Lowe's has that much lumber probably on a weekly basis. So. I, I was looking at that, and I was like, that's a lot of lumber, but I don't know that that's necessarily that much lumber. Right. But Yeah, that's exactly what I looked at, too, when you sent me that. I thought, well, that's a lot of lumber, but you, know, you have an average lumber yard that probably goes through that much in a week. But that should give people... Uh, I think maybe a lot of people don't have an idea of the scale of the lumber industry also. When you see, when you see, because I just, I watched that video and I thought at, at current lumber prices, the people that own those boards sitting right there, they're not going to go, yeah, just leave them sitting there for a while. They're going to be like, no, move those yeah. and get Let's me get some money. Out of here while, while Put we're that money in my pocket. But I think a lot of people maybe don't actually realize how much lumber is is used uh, and not just in home construction and other things too we use oh, yeah. a we use a ton of wood mm -hmm. well actually yeah thousands I mean, of average, tons, i'm sure you know a lot of our houses are around three thousand square feet for a three thousand square foot home on average we're using you know, and we use different sizes, but we're using two by fours, two by sixes. We probably use three to 400 of those per home. Wow. Um, you're looking at OSB like we talked about or equivalent, and you're looking at a couple hundred sheets per home. And so, you know, we can do averages on those and it's going to fluctuate somewhat, but yeah, there's a lot of lumber in a house. You know, an OSB used to be like cheap garbage wood if you i mean it does its job i'm not knocking osb but i'm like you know uh if you were if you were somebody in a uh maybe with limited income and you had a dog and you needed to give your dog a place to live outside you can go buy some osb pretty cheap and build a dog house and, and paint it to weatherproof it and you got out of it pretty cheap but <laughs> if it's yeah, 50 dollars a sheet oh my goodness yeah is that what you told me 50 dollars a sheet yeah it's about that's that. that's ridiculous yeah that is that's just absolutely and i can impressive. tell you that that even even local builders are looking at other alternatives i mean but the problem is is you're not really saving on certain things like two by fours and two by sixes the price in it as high as as it is for some reason osb is the high dollar product right now from the wood industry I mean, two by fours are still a lot higher than they were, but but they didn't jump up as high as OSB did. So you got things like that. Well, yeah, you could look at steel buildings. You could look at doing uh, concrete forms, which basically build concrete houses. Right. And so, I mean, there's a lot of options on those. But then once you start looking at the price, you're not saving any money. How does how does concrete how would a concrete home breathe? Uh, compared, to, compared to a regular wood construction home. Well, you bring that up though, but the houses we build these days are pretty airtight. I mean, we spray foam, our, or at least our company, my company, spray foams the walls, we spray foam the roof deck, and so we build an encapsulated air really? pocket, essentially. 
Hmm. And so those homes don't breathe that well. Now, in fact, we have to put fresh air intakes into the home so that it pulls fresh air into the home. And so, so as far as breathe, but now I will tell you, there is in the material we use, there is some breathability in that. And, and a lot of that's to help say water vapor. So if you get some water in the walls, it helps. Yes, you don't trap it. Right. You don't trap it. And so it, it moves, but it's still not as permeable as the old houses where you had the regular two by fours and then you had some some basic insulation in the walls and then you had your sheetrock on my house houses are pretty (laughs) air yeah the houses from 30 years ago are what we're talking about these houses are are older yeah that's my house but nowadays they're pretty airtight if you follow that if you follow that process like we do and there's a lot of builders that do there's some that still don't they they follow the old school way of building a house which is putting up two by fours getting some of the bats insulation bats sticking them in the walls putting a sheetrock panel up over it and they're done so and what's interesting about that and we're kind of getting on a soapbox here but what i always uh-uh. think is interesting about that is most home buyers don't look into how their house was constructed no not really they look at the finished product i've I've bought several homes of course i've never had you know i haven't had a new home built for me but i'm kind of like is it pure and beam or is it and beyond that as far as construction you're right i'm like what's i walk in and i look around and i'm like yeah this looks pretty nice yeah but some i mean the cool thing is there are a few people that are and i like i like those customers because then i can show them really what some of their house stuff does so if you're a, if you're a realtor selling uh selling homes that have already been built is that something worth pushing the difference in construction probably not to them because their their bottom line is i gotta get a house sold right now so, now they may i mean that that but could if help you're, them if they have a bunch of houses and they got a few that are a little bit better, but maybe they cost a little bit more, you could explain the cost difference. I'm I'm always interested in helping people make better decisions. What would you do? And this is not an invitation for any of our nine listeners to do this, but uh, what would you do if somebody was like, I I don't want a new home. So but I had that. What kind I'm of questions not- should I ask? Well, I I had that once and. I had a person telling me they had a pretty tight budget and they wanted a house and they wanted a size specific. And I told him, I said, I'm just not going to do it. I said, it's nothing personal, but what you're wanting me to build, I can't build for the price that you want to build. Right. I said, you can build that house and you can build it with the old insulated bats and you can, you know, you can get rid of a lot of the stuff we like to do that's energy efficient or, or, you know, helps your home these days and you're going to be fine. You're probably going to have a house you're going to love, but it's going to be built the old school way. Well, you don't just I put mean, air- I'll tell you, I'll tell you like, like compare my house to another let's, let's compare my house, which is I'll just say 3000 square feet um, to a 3000 square foot home built in 1980. Does the home in 1980 have a server in it? A what? A server. No. Does yours? A server? Yeah. I, I I mean I do have some smart home stuff, but I don't have I mean, but you plan but you you plan that stuff in when you're building the home, right? Oh yeah, I have I have network drops in case somebody ever wanted to use wired network drops in the house. I mean um, when when I when I wanted to get some 
connectivity in this room I'm sitting in right now. I think I told you that story. That was yeah. a pain in the backside because yeah. I had to drill holes through my house, run it outside, run this wire. I drilled three holes in my house, and you know they all got plugged up and and sealed. Yeah. But at your homes, new homes, you don't have to do that. Right, uh, but technology changes too. I mean, old homes had phone jacks everywhere. We don't put phone jacks in now unless it's requested by the homeowner. <laughs> my my kids, I I pulled a plate out and patched the hole in one of our rooms, and they were like, "What is that?" And I was like, "It's phone jack." <laughs> yeah. A what? <laughs> yeah. But but then you look at some of the technologies, like we were talking about the phone. Well, I can go in my attic, and my attic is within five degrees of my downstairs living area. Right. Because I've I've foamed the roof deck. And I'm not going to yeah. find that. Right. Most, most homes in the 80s, you know, they put cellulose insulation on the, uh, on the, above the ceilings. And then that roof has a vented system where it pulls air in. And yep. then it, it escapes, the hot air escapes through, through your whirly birds up top, your turbines. Yep. Or, you know, some of them will even do the little vents at the, uh, at the top of the roof. I mean, there's a couple of technologies with that, but you know, a lot of the newer homes that are foam don't have that. The other thing is, is, is look at the cost of, of operating the home too. my 3000 square foot house, your average, you know, electric bill, maybe a hundred dollars a month. Wow. 3,000 square foot house from 1980, maybe $400 a month. Sounds like I need to invest in somebody spraying some foam on my ceiling or my roof inside. Because <laughs> you know what's another benefit is I had to penetrate my ceiling from below for some repairs. And when I did that, my kids were like, what is all that, Dad? I'm like, it's insulation. Yeah. Because it just made a mess, and I, you know, I don't have any idea what it looks like in the attic up there now, because <laughs> I just kind of shoved it up there as I was putting stuff back together. But I guess somebody in a home where the the roof deck is sprayed doesn't have to deal with it. Oh, you can see everything. You can see your electrical wires. You know, and in a lot of newer homes, and they still do a lot of plumbing in the slab. Um, but a lot of the homes, and we do it too. And I was really hesitant when we started doing them. Um, but we run a lot of our, our water piping. We use PEX pipe instead of the old copper pipe. Right. And we run all that in the attics. Really? Yeah. I can tell you the Advantages and disadvantages to that, I bet. Are there disadvantages? Well, it seems like there would be both. Well, the advantage is you can get to all your water lines when you need to. So if you do have a water line break, it's not under your slab and you're not and breaking up concrete. Yeah, I'm thinking future repairs would be way less costly. Right. And it's 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 cheaper to take down sheetrock and put a piece back up than it is to break up a slab and report. I'm just wondering about PEX and, and freezing temperatures. How does it, does it handle okay? Uh, but if yeah. it's if you're if they're in a, a Hughes home... Hughes and Sun home where the attic temperature is within four or five degrees of the regular house, then that's not an issue, I guess. Right. And that also helps with your AC units. We use high efficiency AC units, high efficiency heaters. Um, and they have to be redone. They have to, they're totally different than what you would have in an older home. Um, they pull air from the outside in and then, you know, they combust for the heater and then it's expelled out to the outside as well. 
Right. Um, but they're high efficiency units, so they use a lot less uh, energy to run than, than the older units. Um, ACs are the same way. But when you think about it, that, that attic is conditioned. It, it's within, again, five degrees of what it is downstairs. So your AC and your heater aren't working as hard as the ones that are in your attic that's, that's not right. conditioned. And yeah. it's at 150 in your attic. So now it's got to take air in a 150 degree area and cool it down and then push it back into your house to make you comfortable. You, Whereas, you've been in some attics, it sounds like. Yeah. And so, you know, you go up there, you look at the system, it's all within that envelope and it, it just, it, it's nice. That's cool. Well, golly, it's been an hour. I know, we better but, stop. We're gonna but, but before we stop. Have you have you checked uh, Texas uh, coronavirus numbers? I have not, but I've seen how they're all going down in a lot of places. You know, Except we India, which is not in the U.S., so I think we're okay right now. But they are talking about India and how the the variant from India could cause problems. <clears throat> I read an article Friday that the variant that's in India that's spreading rapidly is actually the UK variant that uh, they've been concerned about. Uh, I also read an article, however, from a newspaper in India where they were bashing on some US media because this US uh, news outlet produced a story and they showed some photos of people like laying dead in the streets and or almost dead. And that was actually a photo from uh, some hazmat incident that India had like 10 years ago. And they repurposed it as if it was a, a result of COVID. And this, this Indian newspaper wasn't denying that there's an issue with their increasing cases. But they were like, you know, quit being dishonest. It's, it's mm -hmm. bad enough as it is. You don't need to lie about it quit being dishonest about it and i found that pretty interesting but i noticed that i was looking at uh texas cases on worldometers which is yep. uh, where i always go seven day average yesterday or two days ago uh 3200 and that's kind of where you know let me see it looks like we've been going down since uh february when we February 27th, our seven-day average was 7,600, and it's just pretty much been on a s slow decline since then. And I gotta, I gotta tell you this. This morning, I went to a, you know, it is Sunday. I went to a gathering of like-minded people, and saw very few people wearing any kind of face coverings. And when I saw somebody that I hadn't seen in a while, I went up and gave him a big old hug. And I was like, hey, man, how you been? And I know that kind of stuff's been going on all over this great state of Texas. And <laughs> our numbers are still not spiking like everybody said they would. That's good. We're a bunch of Neanderthals, but we're healthy Neanderthals, right. apparently. Meanwhile, our president's wearing a mask by himself outside. Well. As a precaution. <sighs> Our president. He, Matt, okay, you know, so there's another episode idea right there. Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> which, hey, uh, you know, he has the freedom to do that. He does. So. I, You know, 
I'm equally disturbed by I, I saw somebody getting bashed, somebody griping and complaining about people wearing masks. You know what? I don't care. If you want to wear a mask, if, if you want to put a diaper on your face, do it. I, I don't care. That's that's your choice. That's if right. you don't if you don't want to, don't do yeah. it. If I I would think that, you know, this this disease is worse than the flu, despite what some people say. I do think that it's responsible if you're feeling poorly, stay home. If you're yeah. like, wow, I've got this kind of, <clears throat> if you wake up and drink your coffee and you can't taste it, yeah. you go outside that day. Well, and it'll and probably be fine. Thing, you know, you were talking about those numbers. So you have 3,200 a day right now. Mm-hmm. How many deaths are we having out of this? I know we're still having some deaths, but it, it's it's got to be way down. And and even the the manufacturers of the vaccines have done studies on that where it's helping to to provide safety to elderly who were the ones we were losing quite a bit of through through this according to worldometers yesterday our seven day average was 52. yeah you know here's the other thing and i don't mean maybe it's due to some of the other careers i've had that i i don't mean to sound cold-blooded everybody's gonna die you know i these people are like you're gonna you're gonna make us all die well no actually being human is gonna make you die you know probability if if jim bob is not wearing a mask and and that makes you get COVID and you die you were gonna die anyway the timing may have been a little bit different depending on your belief systems. I personally believe when it's your time to go, you're going to go. You can't stop it and you can't encourage it. And uh, I have anecdotal stories to back up both of those, but you're going to die. And and that's probably been one of the most fascinating things about this whole whole COVID thing to me is just the sheer terror that so many people have when it comes to death and it's like you can you can get inoculated with for whatever you want to every single hour of your life and there's going to be a point in time you're going to die because yep that's that's what happens to us you know yep <sighs> but i'm gonna tell my doctor that when she asks why i'm not drinking red wine just go because I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die anyway. I, I, do that. Ask her. Go. You know. Will uh, red wine make me immortal? <laughs> well, no. All right then. You answered your uh, own I'm question. I'm going back to sweet tea and fried chicken and, fried and whatever chicken else I love to eat. And lots of hot burning Mexican restaurant hot sauce. That's right. I think that's probably good for us though. I'm All right, man. Some, uh, I'm gonna throw in some fried rice as well, just to make sure it's good. I made fried rice this weekend, shrimp fried rice. Oh, it's good stuff. Maybe that'll be Thursday's I, menu. I, I think you, I might have to make some of that and bring it to work sometime. Cause yeah, I'm not be bragging, great. but I make some pretty good fried rice. All right, we man. Have, we should have a food. Maybe we could have a food episode where we have just people bring us food and we talk about it. You know, I like I, it. I think we should have a. A food episode once a month oh we could do that too and that's right and, all right and just bring us food man and we'll talk about it or even better what if we did it live somewhere 
We can do that. Well, we'll have to we'll have to go through these, figure out logistics, all that good stuff. Yeah. We'll have to we'll get have to find the eating masks too. That's right. So we can properly eat while we stay, you know, properly right. masked. Well, we'll have to limit it to Texas at least. That's right. Probably local, but at least Texas. Well, maybe Oklahoma. That's that's an idea, man. Yeah. All right. Well, that is another episode, and it went a little bit longer than usual, but that's okay. Uh, if y'all like it, share it. Um, if you don't like it, share it anyway and say good things about us. Maybe right. we can get to 10 listeners. That's right. Or, or 12. 12. 12 would be awesome. All right. That'd be a dozen. That sounds like a plan, and we'll see y'all next week.